I'm going to do the action. Action. Y'all, I didn't realize until earlier tonight when I looked at the draft order that Amon Ross St. Brown was drafted one spot ahead of DK. And this really brings up an interesting point. Like, I would have loved to have traded a pick so I could have moved up one to draft Amon Ross St. Brown. Uh, and in a dynasty league, that would have been possible and that would have been amazing. But now I'm stuck, with, I'm stuck with DK Metcalf, who's on the block. Welcome back to week three, episode three of FL FFFL podcast. It's your host, Matthew Honeycutt, back with our co-hosts, John Lassie and Will Myers. How are we feeling after week two? Uh, not great. Not great. Bum, bum, bum. Yeah. Injuries, have, I'll get into it later. Injuries are killing me. And uh, yeah, this one manager in the league will, will not trade with me a very reasonable trade that we've gone back and forth on a lot and he just won't do it. So yeah, I feel you. Yeah, it, it feels good to overcome suspension injuries on my part. You know, they're part of the game and you got to rise up and no excuses. So uh, <laughs> I feel really good. Had a big one this week. So yeah, yeah it's top, I'm, I'm top performing high. team last week, I would say. Yeah. And Good honestly, players. like, I don't know the history books, but like, this is, I mean, I scored 180 points. That's a lot. I don't know how many times I scored one, over 180, but it can't be that many. So it was a I really can, good week. I can we tell can, you the history. Yeah, we can look that up. I think John. one time I think I scored 200. So I I'm think feeling that, like that's, yeah. That's got to be the top ever. I think it's I think it's 190. I don't think we've broken 200, at least from as far back as ESPN can go. Yeah, the history. Let me, yeah, uh, I, feel like I have it all recorded. Hold on, I'm looking for it. Omar and Matt Lance, I know both had really high ones at some point. Um, but I can't remember. Yeah, I, I'm feeling pretty good too. My team is kind of, we have had some injuries and we still, I still haven't had my full roster to play in a fantasy week. Yeah. But we're still are pretty consistent. So I'm, I'm happy with that. Um, so Will scored, good. Will scored 196.5 in 2016, week seven. All right, there it is. Uh, in, in week five of 2019, I scored 201.2. Oh, yeah, you're right. I'm, I'm actually, Run DMC hit 198.1 that same week. That's pretty yeah. crazy. That's that insane. A, that's a big fantasy week. Yeah. I apologize, Will. You're correct. You scored over 200. You're right. There you go. Wow. But I want to know that Price roster. scoring that much is crazy, too. 2019. Who, who did you draft first overall 2019? Uh. Let me see. I had Christian McCaffrey and Michael Thomas that year. Okay, that makes sense. And I had yep. Mark Andrews at tight end. Now, this was 2019 Mark Andrews, so still really good, but not, like, amazing. Yeah. I had Kareem Hunt, Julian Edelman, and Mark Andrews. And, and that DJ was when Char. he was at the uh, Chiefs, Kareem Hunt? No, Cleveland. Okay. This is his first season, and, I think. Yeah, too. that was when you took Chark, like, with your last pick of the draft or something, right? Yeah, and he was, he was, he was, he was actually stellar. pretty good that year. He was, yeah, he uh, was. Let's see. He was wide receiver 17. Yeah. So that, that's pretty darn good for a flex play. Uh, that's when I, I also rode Ryan Tannehill basically to the championship game. Yeah. It can, it's possible. It's possible. Anyways. Not, not this year. <laughs> yeah, not, not this year. <laughs> not looking for yeah, that. Very true. Very Tennessee. True. But, uh, okay, we're going to hit you with some takeaways, folks. Um, John, how about we start with you? 
Yeah, so I, I just, I mean, again, not trying to overreact after even two weeks, um, but is it a question I have to pose to y'all? Is it bad to take an RB in the first round of the draft? So get this, the top 13 in our league, the top 13 points per game leaders are all wide receivers and quarterbacks. Nick Chubb is the top running back. He's ranked 14th overall in points per game, and he was taken in the third round. Mm-hmm. So I don't That's know how still- many how many running backs were taken before Nick Chubb, but none of them are ranked higher than him. And he's only he's not even in the top 13 in points per game, and he's been killing it this year so far. So through two weeks, running backs in our on our draft drafted in the first round were Jonathan Taylor, CMC, Derrick Henry, Austin Eckler, Dalvin Cook, Najee Harris, and Alvin which Kamara. which I would say is 15, that's common. Fifteen running backs taken before Chubb. Yeah, crazy. And, and those names are common across most drafts. Are going to be in the first right. round, right? So they averaged in our league. They're averaging twelve point six four points per game. Wide receivers drafted in the first round: Cooper Cup, Jefferson, Chase. Adams and Diggs are averaging 27.1 points per game. So Great. is zero is zero RB or at least not drafting an RB until the third or fourth round the way to the way to do it? Is that I mean, it, is it is that going to be the better strategy kind of moving forward? And I'd say I want to add one more thing. I'd say at, adding to that, I think I feel like more and more teams in the NFL are going away from a bell cow one guy running back exactly to exactly. having a committee. Yeah to being a 60-40, 65-35 split, which just takes value away from that top guy, that top running back. I mean, it's it's tough to get the same volume. It's the Green Bay backfield. Yeah. You exactly. know, like Aaron Jones ran that thing for two or three years, then they get Dylan, and they start playing Dylan more, and both players are really good, but you just never know who's going to be the guy that week. Sometimes it's neither, too, because neither of them can get in a rhythm, and – that kind of thing. So, you know, I, I think there's definitely something to this. Well, and, and I think mo- majority of the league is moving more towards that direction, which is crazy. So then, again, going back to your question, I think the <clears throat> the way the offenses are going, the direction with the spread offense, I mean, I just receivers are just a high value. But I think the points are valid, and I think they're true. But what it means is, is it makes that bell cow running back yeah, that so much, much more, more valuable. Mm-hmm. I agree. So, like, for example, Christian McCaffrey, you, you know, the, the typical guys who, although have not been scoring very much, like if Christian McCaffrey, for example, can go from, I think he's averaging 17 a game, which, like, it's pretty good. It's just not Christian McCaffrey-esque. But if he can get back to his, like, 20, 22 points per game form – then he is incredibly valuable, especially if everyone else is scoring 14, right? Because they're not yeah, getting and, a ton of touches or whatever. So, And he hasn't had his big game of the season yet. And so when yeah. you throw in that number with the averages, like these receivers have had some big days. Um, That's big true. Games. Yeah. So it, we'll see when it starts averaging again. As you kind of keep saying, we don't want to overreact, and the averages will kind of probably play out in the end of the season, but it's been crazy the first two weeks so far. In my but, yeah, to, lastly, to your point, I think if the draft falls your way, I think a very – is taking a guy like Cooper Cup or Justin Jefferson or Stephon Diggs, and then the second round taking a guy I, – I don't know, maybe a Mark Andrews or Debo Samuel or you know someone like that versus 
a running back, and then you go to rounds three and four, and you can find guys like, you know, David Montgomery or uh, Elijah Mitchell or Reese Hall, or, and none of those guys are like super exciting. But I think the difference between Jefferson's points and let's say McCaffrey's points so far more than makes up for the difference between McCaffrey's points and, you know, not Elijah Mitchell because he's hurt, but let's say David Montgomery, right? I haven't done the math on that, but mm-hmm. at the yeah. very least, it could definitely play out to be in your favor. Yeah. The, I think the question, yeah, totally. I, I mean, I, I agree with what y'all are saying. I think, you know, the question to me is, do, is, is it worth taking a guy like Cooper Cup second overall? Like we had a manager do in our league this year. Like, sure, absolutely. I, I mean, 100% when in later in the later picks of the first round. But is it even now thinking like, man, yeah, that's actually a good strategy when you have one of the first four or five picks is to absolutely. take one of these top guys. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And, and that happened in our draft. We had Cup taken second overall, Jefferson sixth, and then Devonta Adams 11th, Stephon Diggs 12th. And yeah, I think I think you could absolutely make a case that Adams and Diggs should have been mm-hmm. eighth and ninth. Oh, I forgot Jamar Chase too. He was seventh. So like, yeah, I think yeah, there's yeah. absolutely a case for those guys to be drafted higher. Yeah, I could have. I could have at eighth. I could have taken Adams or Diggs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I took. But I decided to take Dalvin Cook instead, which I, you know, thought. I mean, he hasn't been good at all this year so far in these first two weeks but i've i thought he was probably good for you know 18 to 20 a game you know i mean like averaging that's kind of what he his normal you know mm-hmm. range is at and he just has not has not been there so good that's good stuff good question um will let's take it to you for your takeaways for week two yeah it seems like a lot of quarterbacks seem you know, we talked about kind of running backs struggling because they're getting outpaced by these wide receivers by quite a bit. It seems like quarterbacks, we got guys like Russell Wilson and Tom Brady and Dak Prescott, LOL, Kirk Cousins, Joe Burrow, you know, none of them playing very well. Trey Lance gets hurt. And then even guys like Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes, like Mahomes had a really good week last week. Rodgers didn't. Rodgers scored, I think he scored, what did he score this week, 16 points? Ish. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, he scored 16 points exactly this week. And, look, 16 points is fine, but from a quarterback like Rodgers, you're hoping for 20 to 25 at least. So it, it, it seems like there's been – like no position group is really playing well other than wide receivers this season. That's what it seems mm-hmm. like to me. Like even wide receivers drafted way lower. Like I think about Michael Thomas, who we know is an incredible talent, but he's playing really well. Rashad Bateman's playing really well. Any Washington commander wide receiver is playing pretty well. Like Carson know, Wentz is playing well. It looks ugly, but he still scores. Carson Wentz, a Miami Dolphins receiver, Jalen Waddle. I mean, all these guys are putting up numbers, and there's really no running backs that are putting up anything close to – these kinds of numbers. So it, it's just kind of interesting how quarterbacks and running backs seem to be struggling, but receivers are just, you know, killing it. So, yeah, yeah. I, that's a good, I mean, good point on the, the quarterbacks. I think that what's, what's so hard and on, and what I'm frustrated with myself at is I, I waited for a while to take a quarterback in the draft. And there was, there's a tier of guys that I was, 
I was like, Hey, if I leave with any of these guys, I'd be pretty happy with my draft. You know? And I mean, Tom Brady obviously was on that list. Cause I took him. Dak was on that list. Aaron Rodgers was on that list of like guys that are not the top tier quarterback, but that are going to be good enough, you know, and they just haven't been this year mm-hmm. at all. It's been yeah. pretty bad. Yeah. You know, it, it, to me, it's like, I'm really, I'm looking at like at Honeycutt taking, um, Jalen Hurts, whenever I can't remember when you took him. Uh, Will took Jim Lamar in round six. Honeycutt took Hurts in. I think it was seven, six or seven, maybe. Um, it was round seven. The first yeah. pick in round seven. Yeah, there it is. Hurts in round seven. Again, Will took, Will took Lamar in round six. You know, I mean, even Mahomes or Kyler going in round five. I mean, those are the, like I'm sitting here with Tom Brady being like, why did I not take one of those guys earlier? You know what I mean? It, I'm just an, I'm just kicking myself because Brady has been completely trash this year. You know what I mean? And and those other guys that I was like, I'd be happy to, to leave with them. I think Joe Burrow was probably in the bottom tier of that list of, of names for me. I was like, he's been bad. I mean, it's just all across the board. These quarterbacks, like you're saying, have been pretty bad. And it's pretty frustrating to me that – you know, I, I just think it's maybe even it's changing my thoughts on draft strategy for future years of maybe not waiting so long to take a quarterback. Yeah, and I agree with you, John. I was under that same mindset that I was going to wait until that tier, and am I so glad that I went away from that and yeah. deviated? Because looking back, it's like, man, that whole tier that I was thinking of that I could grab late, those guys are all struggling, like you said. Well, and yeah, and Honeycutt, to your point, I'm looking at the guys who are drafted around – where you drafted Jalen Hurts. So let's let's start with round six. Chris Godwin, okay, he's a good player. That's fine. I get that. Darren will, you know, fine. Okay, then you get to Amari Cooper, Damian Harris, Dalton Schultz. I could see that. Hunter Renfro, Devin Singletary, Allen Robinson, Damian Pierce, Lamar Jackson, Juju, A.J. Dillon, Hurts, and then guys like Devontae Smith, Elijah Moore, Chase Edmonds, Miles Sanders, too. The quarterback is so much better than like every single one of those players mentioned. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean. I was, like those guys value. add value. some value to your team, but not as much as a guy like Lamar Jackson or Jalen Hurts compared to even someone this season like Aaron Rodgers or in a typical season someone like Kirk. Like the value those guys add compared to, you know, Juju Smith-Schuster, Damian Pierce, Chase. You know, like there's a huge difference there. So, yeah. For sure. Okay, so um, that's a great point on the quarterback struggling. Um, for me, in week two, man, Amon St. Brown can ball. 12 targets in uh, both weeks so far, three TDs. He's wide receiver four. I think a lot of people are really high on him, but he is he is playing. I mean, he finished the year last year so well, and he's just carried that on, and we'll see how long it carries. Um, but he he can play. The second guy, can Diggs keep this up? I mean, so we just talked about Diggs was drafted 12th in our league yeah. and probably in most leagues. He was right on that turn for most uh, drafts. And, I mean, he is getting so much volume in Buffalo. And him and Josh Allen just have this great rapport. And so I don't really see it slowing down a ton. And he just looks good. And so wide receiver yeah. one, he has 20 receptions, 270 yards already, four TDs, 73 points. And here's a crazy stat on Diggs. So he has the most points for a wide receiver for the first two games since 2001. Guys, who do you think that player Randy is? Randy Moss. Nope. 
Marvin Harrison. Nope. It's going to be a guy that you're going to be like, really? But he was very reliable, durable receiver. Well-known. Wes Walker. Nope. Joe Horn. Nope. That's a good guess. And I'll say a little tidbit about this guy. He is from my hometown. Is he a Razorback? He was not no Razorbacks that good. Whoa, chill out. Am I wrong? <laughs> oh, we need to talk about that tweet. We'll talk about that later. No, I didn't forget. Gosh. I didn't forget. No, we'll talk we about don't that need later. to talk about it. You forgot. <laughs> I did not forget. Um, We're gonna bring this it up. guy. He played his whole career in the same place. Dang. You give I'm up. You stumped. Yeah. Two thousand one, Honeycutt. I was ten years old. <laughs> Just Man, tell I us. watched. I watched so much football then. Um, Rod Smith for the Denver Broncos. In I would have never guessed yeah, that. I've never I mean, have heard of him. On. So, sorry. Never heard of I him? I mean, I've definitely heard of him, but no. I would not have no, guessed that. I would not have guessed it. He is a legend in Texarkana. He's from Texarkana, Well, Arkansas. that's why we would not guess it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Anyways. That's the last guy that had – he had 71 points in 2001. So Diggs is off to a tear. I, I would assume that he's ahead of where Cup was at this point last year, and so he's on pace for a record um, amount. Well, Cup is ahead of what Cup was last year, I think. Well, so. and, and that's crazy because Diggs is ahead of him. Yeah, so that's, just, that's what that's, I'm saying, yeah. That's in, insane. And then to throw this out to you, talking about Diggs and Cup, Diggs and Cup have outscored the top eight running backs drafted combined. So you take the top eight running backs that were drafted in our league and combined all their points for week two, and Diggs and Cup outscored them, 78.6 to 71.3. And that's that's uh, honestly, like, shocking to me because, like, I had Christian McCaffrey, and I think he scored, like, 17 or 18 points. Uh-huh. And so, like, one guy – scored basically a fourth and then no one else could do it. That's insane. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that's just how bad the rest of the running backs were. That's that's yeah. insane. I mean, Jonathan Taylor this week, 7.3. Yeah, that's I mean, a huge bummer. Big bummer. I still pull out he is supposed to be the guy. Yeah. Yep. And so a lot of it was play script or it was just a bad game for the Colts. But yeah, anyways, I thought those were – that's some crazy takeaways. I think, again – I'm going to go back to what John said. It's still early, but I think as we get to week three and four, if you keep losing, you got to figure something out quick. Um, but it's still still a little early, about that halfway point where you start yeah. kind of making some changes to your rosters and stuff. Um, but that wraps up the takeaways um, for week two. Um, let's hop into some power rankings for the FL, FFL league what you got will in reverse order number 12 gangsta's paradise i mean this team just stinks there's not a whole lot more to it uh rogers has no weapons so i don't think he's going to be the aaron Rodgers of the last several years um but like i don't know 16 points probably we can we should expect from him uh clyde is okay david montgomery is were a little bit worse than okay, I would say. Devonta Adams is a great talent, but he's not with Aaron Rodgers anymore. So I don't think we can expect Devonta Adams to be Devonta Adams. Uh, Kelsey's really good. Kyle Pitts is not. Um, 
Robinson is okay. And then Allen Robinson, who I think is a federal player, had a really good week this week. So uh, just kidding. He stinks. <laughs> so, yeah, this, this team's just not very good. Uh, next, we have Flexes. Yeah, this team's also not very good. So they were missing one player. So last he was talking about injuries, he was missing Michael Pittman Jr. So if you replace <laughs> – if you replace – oh, let's say you replace Dalvin Cook. No, you're not going to do that. Okay, let's, let's replace Mark Ingram. If he still scores 20 more points than Mark Ingram six, he still has less than 90 points. This team's not good. They, they're going to have a, a, a tough little climb. Another team that's not very good is not your average Joes. You got Josh Jacobs and Jeff Wilson Jr. starting at running back. That's that rough. is tough. Now you have Aaron Jones on the bench. He scored 32 this week. But again, that play him. backfield, who freaking knows? Yeah, you play him regardless. You don't play Jeff Wilson Jr. over Aaron Jones, but you might have several weeks where he scores just 10 points like you did yeah. last week. And you're going to have a few where he scores 40. He's a good player. Or maybe not 40, 30. He's a good player. But like Alan Lazard. Uh, this is this is tough. Now, Jamar Chase and AJ Brown are both really good players. They had bad weeks this week, but even so, you add ten or fifteen points to each of those uh, players, and you're still only in the low one hundreds. This is just—it's going to be tough for this team unless they make a move. I think they need to get rid of Jamar Chase or AJ Brown and improve that running back situation because even if you have Aaron Jones, again, you have weeks where he's not very good, and you're going to need to figure that out. So, um, next. Nine, the Dave Arandas. Uh, Mike Evans uh, scored less than 10 points and got thrown out this week. So we're going to have a Mike. Suspended. Yeah, and is suspended for next week. So we'll have a Mike Evans watch every single week. It's going to be really exciting <laughs> to see how well Mike Evans does so we can really show what a talented player he is from a fantasy perspective. He's obviously very talented in real life. No one's denying that. I mean, come on. Come on. Uh James Conner, I think he's just not that good. I think last season was this weird season where he found the end zone a ton. Um, DJ Moore's fine. Austin Eckler has seemed to be doing well, but not great. They lost Trey Lance. Um, but I texted the, with this uh, with uh, Omar this week, and he said, now that Jimmy G's back, he is 100% set on this team. Because Jimmy G's like this amazing fantasy quarterback, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, who knows what's going on in that mind? It's a beautiful <laughs> mind, people. We can't understand it because it is so beautiful. Yeah. Um, next, number eight, Daddy Kyle. This team's super interesting to me. There is probably one, maybe two stars on this team. DeAndre Swift and Debo Samuel that are currently healthy. Now, you do have Alvin Kamara, but that's it. Like, this team has nobody that's like, hey, this is the guy, with the exception of probably Swift at this point. Debo's a really good player. I love Debo Samuel, but he has not shown this season that he's going to be the guy. And I think last season was kind of this magical thing. We'll see if he can replicate it. But um, they just don't have any real, real talented, star-studded people. So... Uh, and Kirk Cousins is your quarterback. That's just a huge bummer. Um, next, Funky Town Fellas. Funky Town Fellas. This was a huge bounce back week for them. They had a terrible week last week. And do you guys know why it was a huge bounce back week? 
because Mike Williams had a, a, yeah. a, a oh, yeah, characteristic yeah. Mike Williams week. He uh-huh. scored 26 points. Uh, Justin Herbert was great, who he acquired this week, scored 24. Leonard Fournette had less than 10, but that Saints defense pretty darn good, and Leonard Fournette got a ton of touches. So I'm not super worried about that. Uh, Miles Sanders has looked okay. Yeah, he's looked uh, decent. Mm-hmm. So, And Christian Kirk has kind of quietly become a, a decent player in Jacksonville. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll have, we'll watch him the rest of the season, but you know, Mike Williams week, these are going to come along. He'll win a game, blah, blah, blah. Run DMC. This team is two and zero, and they've squeaked out single digit wins both weeks. Uh, they, they probably have the two best are two of, they probably have the best top two receivers in the league with Amon Ross St. Brown and Justin Jefferson, who had a bad week this week. It was terrible. Mm-hmm. Amon yeah. Ross St. Brown made up for it though. He scored 40. They need Derrick Henry to step up, though, because Chase Edmonds looks like he is getting completely replaced by Raheem Mostert in Miami. Kenyon Drake is not a really good flex play. Darnell Mooney had .6. Like, you just look at this bench, and you're like, okay, this isn't very good. They do have Michael Gallup waiting in the wings. That's good. I don't know how much of an impact he's going to make. And Amari Cooper scored 26. Mm -hmm. That's not going to happen every week. No, not every week. But, like, what do we think about that? His he always, share was up for sure. Listen, Cooper, he, he does this. He does this. He has a huge game, and in, in this case, 26 is going to be his huge game. That keeps him lofted up in the rankings, and then he pitters, piddles around for the rest of the season. I mean, he did this last year. Remember, he had like week two or three, he had a 40-point game, and it kept him in the top ten of the receivers for a long time. But then he just – I mean, he I, this is his MO. It's, he's, it's not going to last. <laughs> I am curious what Cooper would be worth. Come, I want to shop. Back. Hmm. Will that imp- will that make him a viable flex or wide receiver? How long two? has it been since Deshaun Watson played in an NFL game? Over. Literally, I'm actually asking, like, because I, I don't know when the last time he played. It was 2020, right? He was yeah. suspended all last or didn't play all last season. Yeah, so it'd be a full two years. Wow. Risky. Yeah. Very risky. Uh, he's on my bench. I'm stashing him away for playoff time or to trade. So if you want a good quarterback for playoff time, let me know. I would say um, a sleeper a sleeper sitting on his bench is Damian Pierce. They upped his his uh, snaps big time last week, so I can just kind of see that inching up each week. Um, and he looked pretty good. So just a sleeper sitting on there. I mean, he scored less than 10 points. Uh, what do we mean by sleeper? Yeah, I don't know. Um, next, number five, the blue lineman. Uh, Saquon had a rough game. Mahomes wasn't great. Cooper Cup's amazing. Juju Smith-Schuster is not. Um, this team's interesting. I think it's like Cooper Cup is the only along with Mahomes, but Cooper Cup from a like position player standpoint is the only real stalwart on this team that you can depend on. The, none of the none of the rest of his team is dependable, other than Mahomes, obviously. Like it's gonna be a very boomer bust team, I think, because I mean Saquon scored twelve less than less than twelve points this week. So this this seems really interesting. I think they'll win several games, but they're gonna lose well depending on how his team performs. Uh, number four, uh, Matty Ice. Uh, Tyreek Hill went off. Uh, that's about it. Other than Jalen Hurts also going off. He only had one other player 
other than his kicker score and double digits. And it was Brandon Ayuk with less than 12. So, I mean, and, and we've, we've talked about this, how a quarterback and a running back, like that's all you need in certain situations to win a game. And Jalen Hurts got 33.7. This week it was Tyreek Hill with 43. You know, Miami, I don't think that's going to happen a bunch, but I also don't think Jonathan Taylor's going to score seven points a bunch. So um, the top two, Hurts and Taylor on this team are really good. You throw in Tyreek Hill for a, a occasional – you know, 20-plus pointer, I think this seems going to be pretty tough to beat. Uh, the next is Birdman, who scored the third most without playing his wide receiver, too. So that just is a testament <laughs> to how good this team is, mainly Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs. Now, I say mainly because they scored 45 and 30. Rashad Bateman scored 22. Joe Mixon scored 11. Zachary scored 15.5. Like, there was definitely other people contributing, but it was Stephon Diggs and Josh Allen. They scored 45.8 and 30. Now, Ezekiel Elliott stinks. He stinks. I, I don't know why anybody plays him in fantasy anymore. Guy stinks. Get someone else in there. You don't have another running back on your bench. You should trade and find somebody. Michael Carter is available, as is Raheem Mostert. Um, okay, next we have the Millennium Falcons, 180.6 points this week. Started off talking about how that's going to be one of the highest. Lamar Jackson's amazing. Um, Nick Chubb has really turned it on this week at the cost of his actual team by scoring that touchdown. The Buccaneers D made Jameis look like a goofball. Uh, I, I think this team really has no holes with the exception of the wide receiver too. Now, D.K. Metcalf is the wide receiver, too. He's obviously an incredibly talented player, but is he going to get the ball enough? You know, that's a that's a, that's a a big question mark. I think the bench is interesting. Michael Carter is kind of proven to be the better player in New York so far. There's a lot to go there. And Raheem Mostert, I think, is definitely better than Chase Edmonds. So uh, Raheem Mostert might really be an interesting piece moving forward because he was really good two years ago, and then he got hurt all last year and missed the whole season. So... You know, I'm, I'm interested to see where he goes. Uh, Chubby Gurley's are number one. Uh, Kyler Murray had a great game. Cordero Patterson did not, but Waddle, Andrews, and London all did. Um, I, I don't know about this team. Uh, like, Waddle and Judy and London are kind of wild cards for me, as is Patterson. I think Murray, Najee, and Andrews are all good, but not necessarily in the top tier of their position with the exception of Andrews. So I'm curious to see where this team goes. Like, I think they'll lose several games, but I think this team ultimately is going to be one that's going to be competitive because I do think that, you know, Waddle and, and Judy and Drake London have some, some potential to be pretty good. So that's a, that's the, that's the power rankings for this week. All right. So, I mean, who are the biggest movers, I would say? Um Funky Town Fellas was up four. Falcons the William four. Falcons were up four. Yeah. Chubby Girlies moved up three. Blue Lineman uh, down three. Average Joe's down three. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Gangsters is the only one that did not move at all at last. So LOL. So about what point do you feel like they it starts kind of taking shape and we're, and we're going to have less of these big swings? I usually find that happens kind of mid-season um, okay. because you'll have teams that are like pretty much in the driver's seat for playoffs and then their their ranking will not fluctuate as much mm-hmm. uh, as we get down the stretch. So kind of halfway through the season, 
We'll see less movement. And I think really, like, I think this season more than any other, it seems like there are some teams that are really, really bad and not just one, but a few. That typically doesn't happen in our league. You know, we usually have maybe one team that's kind of a bottom feeder, but the rest of the teams are pretty competitive. This year we might have three bottom feeders. Four. We might have four bottom, uh, maybe even five. Like, I think there's a, a clear, not a clear, I think there is definitely a line in which there are worse teams and better teams this season. Um, and I think it kind of starts around Daddy Kyle at uh, number eight in the power rankings and lower. I, I'd be hard-pressed to bet on any one of those teams to, to make a run at the championship. Obviously, one will make the playoffs because eight teams in our league make the playoffs. But, yeah, I think Daddy Kyle and lower, I'm, I'm very hesitant on as of this moment. Gotcha. And it looks like we have four teams that are still undefeated, 2-0, and oh. And three of the four top teams in the power ranking are those two and O teams. Yeah, and, and a, right? a lot of them, a lot of them have scored a ton of points, right? So like Chubby mm-hmm. Girlies, they've scored two eighty six. Uh, Matty Ice is also undefeated; they scored two sixty three. Birdman scored two seventy four. Those are the second, third, and fourth highest scoring teams in the league. Number one is the William Falcons, who lost a close game to Run DMC in Week One. Um, but Run DMC is also undefeated, but he scored 80 less points than Millennium Falcons. So it's just been like, yeah, you know, they've had good schedule uh, so far. And hey, that and we've talked about this team. Justin Jefferson and Amara St. Brown can win this team a championship. There is no doubt about that. That there's mm-hmm. potential for that to happen. They just have a few more holes, and they need Derrick Henry to step up for them to really, really slip. A championship contender at this point. Yeah. All right. Well, there is our week two post week two power rankings for our league. Um, I mean, best of luck to y'all during week three. We'll talk about those matchups in just a second. But first, we're going to run through the top fours for each position really quick. Um, at quarterback, we have Lamar Jackson, huge week. Uh, Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts. Carson Wentz, still in those top four. Um, RBs, we have Chubb, Barkley, Swift, and Jones. Um, Wide receivers, we have Diggs, Cup, Hill, and St. Brown. And at the tight ends, we have Kelsey, Andrews, Waller, and Everett. I would say the tight ends are starting to shape up and look more like what the draft positions were except for Everett. What's up? (laughs) What a snag on the waivers last week. Man. Ridiculous. Uh, and I would say that can we can we talk about him for one second? Did you guys watch that game on Thursday night? Yeah. Yes. He was very involved, and yes. he was targeted on that pick six. Keenan like, Allen was out, dude. Yeah, I, mean, I, I Keenan, understand Keenan, Keenan Allen is going to get a lot of those targets. There's no way Gerald Everett can do that I'm, with I'm, Keenan look, Allen on the field. Make no mistake. I'm not saying Gerald Everett is like going to be the guy. And you were uh, about to say no. I was never going to say that. <laughs> However. It is very encouraging as Gerald Everett's owner that he is so involved in the passing game because at the very least he was super involved. And also, newsflash, Keenan Allen plays a different position than Gerald Everett. So, yes, well, he'll take some targets. There's no one that's going to usurp Gerald Everett as a number one tight end. So it's super encouraging that he's been able to perform as well as he has. Do I think it will continue? Absolutely not to that extent. But I think we I mean, can look yeah. at I think we can look at ten points a game, and I think I would be very happy with that from Gerald. Oh, I would be thrilled if he got ten. I points mean, a he game. he's in the right offense. I mean, Herbert's going to throw it thirty to forty times a week. I mean, he's got to yeah. get some targets. So 
agree. I think it's I think it's a a good snag, and he could be viable as a tight end for sure. Uh, but that's the list. Uh, again, there's some shocks and surprises, um, but I think we're starting to get some fam- familiar names in the top fours. That we're probably honestly start. okay. Real, real quick, top four QBs. Wentz is gone, right? We all agree that Wentz is gone by the end of the year. Yes. Top four running backs, Barkley and Jones are gone. Do you guys think that's the case? I think I don't think Chubb finishes top four. Okay. Swift, do you think, think he does? I think I, Swift I've, finishes top four, and those other three guys are, are out of there. I don't, there's yeah. no way they finish top four. I was high on Swift. I think he has the potential to be in there. The Chubb, maybe the four spot, but the other two, I, I don't know if he'll stay in the top four. Uh, so who, 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 who do you all think replaces Barkley – Jones and, and potentially Chuck. JT you and know, CMC for sure. I think we'll be up there if they stay healthy. So the only thing I would say with CMC is as I'm watching it, they're using him a little bit differently than they have in the past. And what Which I'm saying is so it's, dumb, by the way. Can we talk yeah, about how dumb that is? They're they're not they're not wanting to overutilize him as much as they did in the past. So they're hoping that his average per play is better than his volume that he's had in the past. So that's where I'm like a little bit on the on the edge with CMC if he's gonna still have that same volume, um, but if he if he if his volume goes up, I think he'll be in the top four. But like, okay, let's talk about Christian McCaffrey for a second. He's not like this bruiser running back like Derrick Henry. No, uh-uh. he catches the ball in the backfield. He you know he can obviously run between the tackles. There's nothing he's not good at, but like. You get him out in space against a linebacker, and he's going to win, you know, seventy-five percent of the time. That's not necessarily the physical beating that you want to kind of like limit, right? You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. It just seems very interesting that they're taking their best player on offense and not looking to get him the ball as often as they have in the past. It's kind of shocking to me, anyway. Yeah, yeah. for me, it's it's maybe less. I mean, I don't know. I I just. You know, the cream rises, and CMC is the best. When he's healthy, I think arguably he's the best fantasy football player we've seen in, in recent history. So I think he's going to – I mean, maybe his usage drops some and it won't be the same as, you know, 2019 CMC. But even a non-2019 CMC is going to be better, I think, more likely to be in the top four than, than Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb is a great player. I just am looking at backfields that where again, these the, the few remaining backfields who have the one guy. Nick Chubb is – he – does get some, I mean, him and Kareem Hunt vulture some from each other. DeAndre Swift is the guy. You know what I mean? Aaron Jones isn't going to be there. He's not the guy. He's not the only one up there. CMC is. JT is. I've got to believe Derrick Henry is going to figure it yeah, out. Yeah, let's, let's talk about Derrick Henry right, you know? for a second. Is he, well, is one, one, last, one last thing on Austin, CMC. Austin Eckler, I'd say, has another a good shot at top five also. I mean, he. you know what I mean? All these guys have been bad these first two weeks. They're not bad, but not great. But I think they've been out of character. You know, I think, and Nick Chubb, I also think has been out of character as good as he's been. I, I think he comes down to earth a little bit, and I think these other guys come up. Yeah. One last thing on CMC, and this is where I'm a little iffy on him. He's been third on the team in target shares percent wise in both week one and two, behind Robbie Emerson and DJ Moore. Yeah. And that was, that would have never been a thing before. Never. No. So. Interesting. And then back Do to what you're done. 
I don't think he's done, but he definitely might look a step slower than I've seen him in the past. Um, and again, like I, I think I mentioned this in the pre-show when we were chatting, they're just not running good run plays. You hand it to him and let him run straight into folks. Run, run, run right into folks. And they're doing like these toss plays and he's like turning his shoulders sideways and running sideways before he gets downhill. I just don't know if they're utilizing him well. Um, I think time will tell, but I, he got outsnapped this week by Haskins, who's a rookie, but it was because they pulled the starters in the third quarter because the game was so out of control. Yeah. But I think I Hill's know. gone from the wide receivers, and then I think Everett's gone from the tight ends. But other than that, I think those stay the same. St. Brown in top four. think so? He's good. He's really yeah. good. Do y'all watch really this good. year? No. I, I watched like one episode. I haven't watched Honey Cut, did you uh, illegally stream it or – no, I did not. Again, his name is Bryce da- Bryce Berry. Go to Wooster, Arkansas. Ask for the Wooster Daddy. They'll lead you right to him. I never, I li- I've never illegally watched them. Hmm. Yeah. Anyways, I mean, he was obviously very good last year, and you know, Hard Knocks really gets me. Like, all oh, this team is going to be amazing most of the time. When it was the uh-huh. Cowboys, I was like, this is terrible. They were so boring. Um, but anyways, I was like, dude, I'm on St. Brown. He's my guy. And he was drafted one spot before I came up in the draft and I was going to take him, but Bryce had a really good pick and got him. Um, anyways, he's a really good player. He's really good. I mean, that, that means there's no chase. That means there's no Jefferson. I feel like one of those two are going to crack the top four. Yeah. Well, sure. I think, I think they replace one of those guys replaces Hill, but I'm not betting against Diggs and Cup. So it's Hill and St. Brown, and yeah. Hill's gone. I think Jefferson is probably the guy I would pick to replace him. But St. Brown's really good. I mean, mm-hmm. Jamar Chase, I'm sure, will be right around that top five spot. But, I mean, St. Brown's a really good prayer, player. It wouldn't shock me. You think Adams has a shot? No. No. no? Okay. Derek Carr's fine, but he's not Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Okay. And uh, the Raiders have more weapons. Waller's better and Renfro is better than anybody Devontae Adams has played with in, since, like, Jordan Nelson left. It's true. Man, yeah. I felt so bad for Renfro. He fumbled twice on that last draw in yeah. OT. Twice. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Well, that concludes top fours. Let's get into some matchup previews and forecast what's going on in week three in our league. We got some big matchups. Let's Do we uh, have let's the current re- records? Yeah, let's recap real quick. So, uh, Will was four and two. Matthew was three and three, and I was five and one. So you guys stink at picking games. Oh gosh. Um, Matthew got one bold prediction right. Lamar and CMC got sixty more than sixty points combined. Uh, yeah. He got one wrong. Chase and Brown did not go for fifty plus. Bummer. Nice. Uh, I got one way wrong. Um, Cooks did not win by 20 plus. I think he lost <laughs> by 20 plus. <laughs> and I did get one right. Kyle Pitts had a single digit fantasy for performance. Guys, I'm going to talk about him in the matchup previews. He he stinks. He's not good. I, so. I wouldn't say he stinks. I, would, I wouldn't he say stinks. he stinks. Either. I'm saying he say stinks. The, the play not, call, the yeah. play calling stinks. It's not fantasy. They're just trying to win. But wouldn't winning, wouldn't getting Kyle Pitts more targets equal winning in real life? And it, it would help fantasy managers. It should. It should. So it they found so, a way to get Drake London, a rookie, more targets. Right. 
Oh yeah, I'll I'll talk about Drake London here in a little bit. Yeah. Okay. So okay, matchups. Uh, we got. I'll start with. I'll start with mine. Um, all my flexes live in Texas versus Run DMC. Here's the thing. I really loved my team when I drafted them. I was thrilled to get ETN as my RB2. That clearly is not working out. I thought Cook was a good pick at 1.08. Still also not working out. I also loved getting Schultz and CD and Pittman. No no matter what the power ranker says, injuries have wrecked this team, both directly with Pittman and indirectly. Or Pittman and Schultz got injured in the game, and I didn't draft him to to score me 1.6 points every week and indirectly with CD Dak getting hurt CD's value plummeted. I do have improvements to make. I need to make an, an improvement at RB two and Brady is trash. So I don't know what to do there. So yeah, I'm not, I'm not at all defending my team. I am, I'm bad right now, but it's just frustrating because I really loved my team when I drafted them and now I kind of hate my team. So, um, DMC on the on the other hand, we've talked about their wide receivers. They have King Henry, who you know you've got to believe will turn things around, and Russell Wilson, who I think will still I think he'll start cooking in Denver one of these weeks coming up. I think he's going to figure it out. Solid team here. DMC takes the win. Uh, my bold prediction is Henry runs all over the Raiders and finishes as a top three running back this week. Yeah, I'm going run DMC. I'm going run DMC on this one. Uh, I, I I agree with you, John. I liked your team as well when you drafted them, and they it just two weeks has gone by and not really panning out very well. Uh, I think St. Brown and Jefferson again combined for a lot and carry DMC. Yeah, you it's, it's put- hard for me. It's hard for me to see a win for flexes because three of their players don't add up to the quality of either St. Brown or Jefferson. Like yeah. there's just a huge talent disparity here. Uh, I would like to remind everybody Jefferson was acquired in a trade for Mike Evans. If I'm not mistaken, fundamentally, if not directly, um, that's ridiculous. Yeah. This, this team, St. Brown and Jefferson are so good. Go with the, uh, go with DMC. They'll score 60 okay. between the two of them. Okay. Nice. Uh, Funky Town Fellows versus Gangsta's Paradise. Uh, Funky Town really has put quietly put together a pretty good team through some trades. Herbert is the real deal uh, if he stays healthy. Um, solid wide receivers, solid enough running backs, and Christian Kirk. Wow, he's he's been doing pretty good. Uh, Andy has Darren Waller. Uh, Gangsta's Will talked about him. Not so much a great team here. I think uh, I've said before. I pretty much only like Kelsey and Adams on this team, and Kyle Pitts. I get to talk about him again so early now. Kyle Pitts might be a good football player, but he S T I N K S as a fantasy football player. He he is bad. Kyle Pitts is not a good fantasy football player. I'm throwing it out there again. Another single digit performance this week by Kyle Pitts and Funky Town takes the win. Those are some strong words, John. I would not say he stinks as a fantasy player. I just think he hasn't been given the opportunity. He was a top to five tight end last year. So exactly. exactly. It wasn't that long ago. It was literally two games ago. <laughs> yeah. He was a top okay. five tight end. He was a top five tight end with Matt Ryan, who is a upgrade over Marcus Mariota. I would this... not Matt Ryan looked awful. I would not say he's an upgrade. You you would rather have Marcus Mariota than Matt Ryan. I, I, they're not nine much times different. out of 10. I take Matt Ryan all 10 times. Every ah. time I take Matt Ryan over Marcus Mariota. I think every time has something to do with it. 
I don't care about age in this. It's Marcus Mariota. <laughs> like he's uh, anyway, I digress. Kyle Pitts is not, not good. He looks like he's on the bench if, this week. So if you want, yeah. if you want to have your tight end, get two catches for 19 yards every game, then Kyle Pitts is your man. You should have just drafted Gerald Everett. Yeah. Yeah. Better than my tight end. I've got zero two weeks in a row. So Cole Komet, baby. <laughs> Killing me, man. I'll talk about that in a second. Okay. Anyways, I'm going, this is going to be a tight one and I'm going to go with, uh, I'm going with funky town, but it's going to be a tight one. And, yeah. and Williams, Williams goes back to bus territory. I was about to say the same thing. Williams just yeah. scored like a 30 point game. He'll be back down yeah. to less than five or whatever. Um, yeah. Allen Robinson on the other hand, just scored like 25 or whatever it was. It was a huge game. He'll be back, back down to like six. But James Robertson's insertion in the lineup, I think, makes the difference. And I think Rodgers has a really good game in a shootout with the Bucks. I'm going with uh, gangsters to pull the upset, but I still don't think this team is relevant long term. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Wow. All right. Not your average Joe versus Chubby Girlies. I don't know how Chubby Girlies keeps putting these teams together. <laughs> It's infuriating because I look at his, I looked at his draft and it's like, I don't think any of us liked his draft and somehow he's at the top of the freaking power rankings. It is insane. It's very much like Georgia. How does Georgia just keep being good and good and good? I don't know. It's really annoying. Waddle is great. Murray has a lot of upside. Andrews is good as always. Drake, Drake London is the real Kyle Pitts. What we hoped Kyle Pitts would be. Drake London is actually, Anyway, Kyle Pitts, not good. Don't, don't. Yeah, he's not good. Kyle Pitts is bad. Kyle Pitts equals bad. Good matchup this week against Not Your Average Joe. I like Jones, Brown, and Chase uh, as the core of this team, but other guys need to step up. Um, But I still think Joe will take it by a slim margin, five points or less, and hands Chubby Girlies its first loss of the season. Yes, I exactly agree with you. Average Joe's er over Swift for the upset. I think. Putting Jones in the lineup is going to be big. Chase and Brown are going to rebound. Kittle, if he plays, that could be the difference. Yeah, I'm going to go. I'm going to go actually with Joe's as well. Uh, last year, we frequently talked about how Chubby Gurley's were Alabama, and you don't bet against Alabama. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that team had Cooper Cup, and this team has nothing close to Cooper Cup. So while they're still a really good team, they don't have the same quality as they did last year. Oh, they also had Jamar Chase. Uh, those two players mm-hmm. are better than. So uh, I'm going to go with uh, Joe's for the upset as well. Okay. Chubby going down this week. We're calling it. Birdman versus the newly named the Blue Linemen, a team formerly known as Hold My Cooks. Uh, Bird sealed a win last week and, and still started a guy who didn't play, which is impressive. Uh, we've talked about this team. We'll, he'll, he'll go as the Bills go, which is a good bet to make the Blue Linemen. Uh, need some help at running back, flex, tight end. I don't know if you can trust the Rams' backfield, Seattle offense, or Juju to be consistently the guy in Kansas City. Um, Blue Lineman takes an, an L under his new team name, and Diggs finishes as the wide receiver one for the second week in a row. Man, okay, I'm, I'm kind of flip-flopping in my head. I'm going to go Birdman, but I feel like there could be Is an upset. flip-flopping for this one? Yeah, I – I think Dude, Cup, me, uh, lastly, just put me down for Bird big on this one. I think Cup will finish as the wide receiver one. Diggs will still have a big week. 
Josh Allen will have a big week, so I'm going with Birdman. Yeah, I mean this one, this one. Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, Gabe Davis playing most likely. This is this is easy. Give me, give me, uh, give me Bird. Honeycutt, you said Bird. Yes, I did. Okay, great. All righty, Matty Ice and the boys versus the Millennium Falcons for a podcast showdown. Matty Ice has put together a good team here. JT and the Colts were terrible, but maybe they turned it around. Hertz is awesome, and Thomas seems to be coming into his own as a startable tight end. And Tyreek Hill is, again, doing Tyreek Hill-type things down in Miami uh, without Patrick Mahomes, which is uh, pretty pretty great. Pretty good team without much of a weakness. The Falcons have a great team. The only real weak spot, I would say two weak spots, are their wide receiver two, DK Metcalf, and is not good. Uh, and Gerald Everett remains to be seen. Will he get this team 10 points a week? Uh, would That'd be stellar if he did. Uh, really great. This team needs to give up one of his stellar RBs to get back a good wide receiver two and a good flex and then ride it to the playoffs. I think he's been offered a pretty good deal, but he hasn't taken it. Um, battle uh, between arguably the best two teams in the league right now. Matty Ice keeps the hot hand and takes the W. Hurts and Jalen Hurts outscores Lamar by 10 or more. Okay. Wow. I, this is a big matchup in week three. Um, and can I put a disclaimer on this? No. Can I put a disclaimer. No disclaimer? No disclaimers. Make your pick and then oh. put on the disclaimer. Okay. Okay. I am going to go with my team. I'm going to go with Matty Ice and the boys over Millennium Falcons. And that's it. My disclaimer is I really wanted to say if Allen doesn't play, then I would go with the Falcons. I think I really need Allen to play and be solid his self consistent for me to win this week. Yeah. Uh, oh, how easily you guys forget when I, the last time I played a podcast host and basically tripled the score. So I'm going with the Falcons because Lamar is awesome. I think McCaffrey goes for 25. I think Javante goes for 15. Michael Thomas is really still the guy in new Orleans and it shows he's a stud. I think Nick Chubb goes for 20-plus, uh, and Gerald Everett gives me my 10-plus. I think this is going to be – I think – and, yeah, you know, you can use more production from DK Metcalf, but last week Tyler Lockett scored 20. So it shows it is possible in the Seattle offense for one of the wide receivers to score big. So I'm not saying it will happen this week, but I'm going with the Falcons. Definitely say, possible, but you're guessing every week who's who who it's going to be. Cause oh, last, absolutely, cause D- which is D- why I've tried to trade him all week. Um, but <laughs> I've got time to write it out. I'm not in any hurry to make a move. So, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm I, confident I will say, players will hold their value if I need to make I, a move later. I will say when I pull up individual teams and I look at the teams your guys are playing, you got some tough matchups. McCaffrey's playing the Saints. Williams is playing San Francisco, good defense. Um, Thomas, Carolina, they've been good so far. But I mean, AJ, Tampa Bay, Tyreek Hill's playing Buffalo. Like, that's true. true. Could go both ways. Jonathan Taylor's playing Kansas City. Like, those are those are good teams too. You know. Yeah. We'll see who wins. All right, the last matchup here. The toilet bowl. (laughs) <laughs> the Dave Arandas versus Daddy Kyle. Um, 
the Aranda's lack star power. You can't trust Jimmy G week to week. Connor is TD dependent and injury prone. Not a lot. Daddy Kyle. I think he's had some bad luck. He probably should be better than the 0-2 record he, he has, but uh, not by much. Uh, I like Swift. I think Kamara is better than he's been. Dino is good. Uh, the rest of this team needs some help, though. Uh, but I'm going to pick I'm going to pick Daddy Kyle to receive. Yeah, I'm going Daddy Kyle, but I urge him, urge him to put Shepard in the flex for Thielen. Thielen's yeah, Thielen stinks. Yes. And Kirk Cousins, Kirk Cousins looks at Jefferson and Jefferson only. <laughs> he looks at nobody else. So um, he looks at yes. Justin Jefferson like Omar looks at Mike Evans. Correct. Correct. So, Kyle, please play Shepard in your flex and you will win. Everything in me wants me to wants to pick Daddy Kyle because I do think it, he has the better team. It's hard not to against mm-hmm. uh, a Mike Evans list. Uh, <laughs> but you know Omar said when I texted him that he's 100% behind his team with Jimmy G at quarterback and as I said previously he is a beautiful mind I'm going to go with him I'm 100% behind his team I'm going with the Dave Arandas. Wow. I mean yeah, he's got some sneaky receivers there T Higgins actually out um, um, out targeted Chase last week I mean and T Higgins is a good player we, we talked about that yeah. at the beginning of the season you know we mm-hmm. think like Jamar Chase and T. Higgins, you know. More, both, more is sneaky really good, good as wide receiver, too. I think Jacoby Myers is a good sneaky one there, too. Um, New, New England's number one. So, I think that's a good pick. All right. We will see who prevails. So, based off our picks, this is a question I have. Based off all of our picks, who do we still have going 3-0? and Who do we have? Who are the 2-0 and teams? Matty Ice. Matty yes. Ice, run um, DMC, Chubby Gurley's Birdman. Well, Matthew and I have DMC and uh, Matty oh, Ice, Matty Ice and Bird. Bird's undefeated. Yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. So DMC, Matty Ice, and Bird. So, Will has DMC and Bird. Okay, so Will has only two undefeated teams left, and we have three. Yeah. Yep. Okay. We'll see how it pans out. Um, okay. Last week, he's not good at picking games, so that's true. I won last season. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Just giving you a hard time. But all right, any correctly giving me a hard time. Any other fantasy relevant things that we need to cover on this podcast before we send it? To Cole Komet. Talk about Cole Komet. He doesn't. Oh, he's gosh. even worse than Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts has. Guys, yeah, let me tell you. Uh, I, I'm going to go taking that trade for Brandon Ayuk and Cole Komet. Correct. Let me go on a rant real fast about Cole Komet. Shouldn't have drafted him. Why did I draft him? Why did I play him last week? I had Logan Thomas in the slot, and then last minute I was like, I'm going to give Cole Komet. I drafted him. I'm going to give him one more shot. Boy, am oh, I done oh, for well. that. Yes. Oh, well. And it didn't hurt me. I thought it was going to actually hurt me. It didn't, didn't luckily, but this week it's going to. I got to get some production out of the tight end. So, Logan Thomas, here's your chance. Win the spot. Nice. Komet is going to the waivers. Yeah, you heard it here first. I'm dropping him. Y'all can have him. That's my rant. I'm out. Lassie, you got anything? Kyle Pitts is bad. 
He's bad. All right, I've got I've got two things. First, I want to congratulate the gangsters on the birth of their first child, Wells. Congratulations, nice. Today. Congrats, so, gangsters. Uh, let's hope he's his child rearing is better than his fantasy football drafting as of this season. He is a two-time champion, so I'm not throwing too much shade, but this season was bad, so we'll hope it's better this year. The other thing I wanted to talk about, and this one is super important, I loved, loved when someone sent in our group chat the, the picture of the tweet about Arkansas's athletic program. Arkansas is ranked 10th in football. All right, keep it chilly, my they friends. Made the cultural keep series. it chilly, my friends. Made Elite Eight. Peace out. Woo, pick suey. But literally, no <laughs> championships. Oh, man. How great is it to celebrate mediocrity? Gee whiz. 10th <laughs> in the country. This is just. We do have a championship. Is... What are you talking about? We won in basketball. Right, but not in this tweet. Like, my point is, is they're talking about how good their athletic program is. But there's no titles, and it's just it's just the perfect encapsulation of Arkansas as a fan base. And I had this conversation with Arkansas fans regarding our favorite Arkansas baseball coach last season when he couldn't win the title. It's just the best. I mean, come on. Oh, I love it. Let's celebrate mediocrity, everybody. It's the best. I, I wouldn't say it's mediocrity. Mediocrity would be our teams are in the – the 50s or 40s or 30s all of our teams are under 10 that has to this say is something. this is even further just like proving my point about how like arkansas I'm, satisfied with being ranked 10th you know no, and it's, I, it's I'm great not. i love it it's I'm the not. best it's i'm the saying best. that from where we've come from right now 10 sounds really good and we deserve to be there our program is on the rise it's in a good place of course we're going to celebrate being 10 we're in the toughest division in college football. It's the best. I love it. I love yes. it. Anyways, keep it chilling, my friends. We pick Suey. Peace out. Seek the win-win. And, uh, yeah, let's celebrate championships here on this podcast. I'm not finishing fourth in a fantasy league. What do we say? Yeah.